Magazine to three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Osmond steps into a long-distance jumper. Allen to the bucket. He crushes it home. Off the Garland for three. He knocks it down. Drummond toward Valanciunas. Finds a cutter in a Coro, and a Coro thunders it home. By Kyrie. Sexton got it back. Nance for the tie. He knocks it down. Long hands it off the Sexton feed. Cavaliers by seven. And uh, Cleveland! This is for you! Hey, Chris Manning here from Lockdown Cavs, joined as always by my partner in crime. He's, you know, I'm, I've been, I'm, as you know, I'm replaying Breath of the Wild. I'm trying to think of like who you would be. I'm not Link. Neither of us really feel like we're Link, but like, are we like, you know, like the the guys at the the stables, like keeping things in line? Like, well, who are we? How You're are you? Volley, I'm Daruk. That's what I'm gonna. I'm Revol. Wow, that's ins- that that. I mean, that's a little insulting, but I, I understand it. I mean, you're just very confident in your abilities, and I feel like you're competitive as well. So I'm not saying it as an well, insult. Does does uh does if Rivali also like regularly goes to therapy and like has like regular panic issues, then like yes, that's my guy. Uh, I don't know if Breath of the Wild will ever go that in depth. Maybe um, <laughs> that's what I, that's the secret. I don't want Breath of the Wild. I just want the Rivali go- Rivali and therapy game. That's what yeah, I want. All right, Evan, let's like talk that. about Kaz. talk about Kaz <laughs> Rockets. That was a fun game. So, it was. So win 101-90, to Cleveland uh, had a little bit of an early going, at least. Colin Sexton, John Wall, duel. Sexton scores 39 on 12 of 20, shooting 4 of 8 from 3. 11 of 15 from the free throw line, 8 assists for Sexton. Uh, Darius Garland added 14. Jared Allen added 10 and 15. JaVale McGee adding 10 off the bench. Dean Wade had 8 points as a core had 5, did take 6 three-pointers. So John Wall led Washington with 32 on 11 Washington. of 24 shooting. And Victor... Oh, excuse me, Houston. Slipping, man. I just will ever think of John Wall as a wizard. And then Victor Oladipo led the Rockets, not the Pacers or the Thunder or the Magic, the other teams he played for, 20, uh, 20 points and 8 of 21 shooting. Uh, the Cavs have now won four in a row. They led uh, by as many as 12 in this game. There were seven lead changes. The Cavs had an 18 rebounding advantage. Evan, uh, before we get into our awards, what's that to you? What stood out to me is the fact that John Wall really took the Cavs to task in the first half, and I got to give credit where credit's due to J.B. Vickerstaff and his team, his um, crew, staff. It's just it feels so redundant to say J.B. Vickerstaff and his staff. It feels like a tongue twister to an extent, but they really slowed down Wall. Um, Victor Oladipo was a bit of a problem too, but like bad shooting numbers for both Oladipo and Wall, and you got to give credit to the defensive adjustments Vickerstaff and his staff made, and. Um, what really stood out, the fact is uh, the Rockets are kind of on par with where the Cavs are, just in terms of just how these teams both feel. I think they're going to be kind of either a playing team, well, if the Rockets are in the East, they'd be a playing team, but more so a lottery team. And um, I just feel really bad for Steven Silas, too, because uh, John Michael and AC were talking about this during the broadcast, so this probably isn't what he signed up for. And um, with Victor Oladipo turning down an extension offer from Houston, it seems like things are going to get a lot uglier before they get better in Houston. Yeah, I think that's right. We'll actually come back to a player on the Rockets later. We're going to do some segments of uh, inner out that I'm going to throw on Evan live on this show, quote unquote live on this show. And we're going to we're going to roll with it. He's going to have to just 
think through and it's going to be great. I'm going to hopefully break his brain like he breaks mine all the time. But Evan, let's get into our awards. Um, let's just start with MVP because I think there's only one answer and it's Colin Sexton. And I think any other answer would be a little bit blasphemous. So I don't even want to try to come up with a second. Yeah, no, it's Colin Sexton. He had one point short of a 40 burger, eight assists, which was another big stat of his. He was four of eight from three. He was taking three pointers, which is what you want to see. Bickerstaff personally challenged him to take seven to eight threes a night. But I guess an honorable mention to Dean Wade. Dean Wade has played really well as the starting power forward for the Cavs. Finished with eight points, five boards, uh, one block. It doesn't really seem like jarring in terms of box score stuff. But like the putting a true stretch four next to Jared Allen in this lineup. JB said this at the beginning of the game as well. Like it's just a lot better to have put a natural four at that position instead of uh, just kind of tinkering and stinkering like the Cavs have been. But yeah, no, it's Colin Sexton without a doubt. This was, if not, I don't think this will be the best game he played of the season. I, I think even in some ways, like the Philly game from over the weekend might have been um, more complete. It's the Philly game um, or that follow-up game to his outburst against the Nets where he had like 25 points and nine assists or something like that. Like he he responded to the Nets commanding his attention, or responding to the Nets added attention defensively and got the rest of his team involved. Like I think that's more of a complete game for Colin. Yeah, and I think this just ultimately goes up there with like one though one of his best performances of the year. Um, you know, I I don't I don't love the framing of of him going up against Wall and and that. I think he just played like a really good game. You know, yeah. um, and I and I think there's just a lot encouraging about it. Like he took eight threes and made four of them, and you want him to be willing to take those. And he took 15 free throws, yep. and that's just pretty darn good for Colin. Um, I think you know. I again, I we've said this a lot. I think him getting to the line is one of the next things he could do to take another step. And I don't know if he's going to take, you know, fifteen every night. Like you know, when Justin Patton's playing center for the opposing team, it's not Gobert or you know Turbonis that we're going to see on uh, on Wednesday when Cleveland plays Indiana. But like you're going to have the situation where he can get a bunch of free throws. It's just easy points, and I, I think. I just sort of assume in my brain that he's probably going to end up being like an 85% free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. It like doesn't track to me that he's like only like an 80% free throw shooter um, this season. So I, I'm, I think this is just a really, really good performance by him and um, played the most minutes on the team by, by anyone by a full eight minutes. And I think he kind of, he, he gets the, 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 things going here in a way that is just, I think really, really impressive. Yeah, no, this is just a really good game for Colin. I think another pin uh, you can place in the fact that, uh, he is a little bit underrated. I think the Brooklyn game was a coming out game for him. I can guarantee you nobody's watching the Rockets and the Cavs on a Monday night, so this is a fun game for us. But I think a lot of the NBA diehards are starting to notice more and more. Like, Colin Sexton's a legit player, and I know he had a lot of stigmas and bugaboos about him coming out of college. I was one of those people who had reservations about Colin's game, but he's really proved me wrong. He's proved a lot of people wrong along the way, too, and... I'm just excited to see where he goes next. I know Wednesday against Indiana, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, but we'll be talking with Mark Schindler a little bit. We're actually on his podcast to talk about the Cavs as a whole. But um, no, uh, Colin is the MVP of the Cavs. And I think other than Jared Allen, I mean, Jared Allen is a very complete player, but he's the one of the best players on Cleveland's roster and in their young core. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, Evan, let's go to play of the night. Uh, what's your play of the night? Uh, let's pause real quick because I wrote it down and I have to pull it up. Okay, so three, two, one. Um, the Isaac Okoro to Jared Allen play where uh, Alec, Isaac tipped or passed the ball to Jared Allen is just for a quick layup or du- in that situation. Um, 
it was in the early in the it was like in the first quarter so it was it was a bit of a slog in the second and third quarter so it's hard to pull some good plays and then sexton draining some threes and the fourth is obviously the other pick as well but no i think isaac okoro just being a tertiary playmaker is still a pleasant surprise he only had two assists in this game and but he's keeping the rock moving he isn't actively harmful to the Cavs offensively or defensively and he's not going to really be a 20 point scorer i think in his career but him showing these other features of his game have made him a lot more exciting along the way. Yeah, I th- I think my play is a, a play that Nikias Duncan from Basketball News um, in the Very Good Dunker Spot podcast tweeted out um, on Tuesday, where Sexton manipulates uh, the interior defenders to set up a, a lot for Jared Allen. Um, you know, they it came out of like a, a double drag action that wasn't too bigs, but Dylan Windler is the popper. And although Sexton, I think, still needs to look for shooters on the outside, it's really one of the weird things in his passing game that he doesn't always look for the kickout pass very much um he's in a position there where he just kind of manipulated pg tucker and the other defender perfectly and it got jared allen easy two points and that's just should, that that to me is an encapsulation of how he's grown immensely as a passer in, in year two of his of his still again very early nba career um at least early in a lot of ways and i think for me that's just that stood out to me it's just like oh like in real time i was like oh and then nick nikias when when someone as smart as nikias points that out um, I always feel validated, and I'm also. This is also. This is also something I talk to my therapist about. So good times, but um, Evan, stat of the night for you is what? Uh, 23 assists on 36 makes. Um, that's just an impressive overall stat for Cleveland. It's in. I. Th- this has always been a complaint of mine at the Cavs. They sometimes don't move the, move the rock that much. There were. 15 assists combined between Sexton and Garland, which is super encouraging, but 23 assists on 36 makes is also really encouraging. That's a sign of good offensive basketball, and the Cavs at times struggled against the Rockets. They were especially in that second quarter, but they look strong in the fourth. first, they look really strong in the fourth, and I think that's all you can really ask for. It indicates a strong offensive performance, and maybe if they have some continuity going forward, this could hopefully become a continuing thing. I think it's for me. It's what we talked about before earlier. It's the fifteen free throws from Colin Sexton. That's why him just pick. taking that many. Yeah, him just taking that many free throws is just really, 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 really good stuff. Um, Evan, any final thoughts as we get out of here? Um, the Cavs are up the season on Wednesday against the Pacers. Looking forward to actually. It's going to be hard not having much to talk about. Chris and I put out a mailbag, so those of you listening, give us some mailbag questions. We'll answer them for you. But um. No, it's been it's been an interesting start to the season. I'm kind of evaluating the first half overall for a piece for Forbes, and there's a lot of good at the young guys, and then getting to the bad, it's just injuries and other stuff. But I do wonder if the Cavs weren't so banged up if they'd maybe be in a different position record-wise. But that's just kind of where I'm at. How about you? Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Um, and please give us mailbag questions. We, we would really like to have some of those. But... Uh, we're going to take a break now. We're going to tell you about some of our sponsors. And first up are, is our friends at Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who's extremely not an elite athlete, just try to, just try to making it through the day tension-free is tough, and Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed and power and it's quiet as an electric toothbrush the gen 4 theragun doesn't just feel good it gets the source of the pain by releasing tension using theragun signature percussive therapy which gets goes 60 percent deeper than vibration alone whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury or just the stresses of everyday life there's no no substitute for theragun gen 4. the oled screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future just go to their site and check it out and the theragun app 
learned from your behaviors, and suggest guided routines as well. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. $99. Go to theragun.com slash lockdown right now to get your Theragun Gen 4 today. It's theragun.com slash lockdown. Theragun.com slash lockdown. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody who doesn't require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box and they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. Also want to tell you about the Locked On Today podcast, which is part of my daily routine now, and I think you should make it part of yours as well. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, with players fleeing the Houston Texans, what NFL team will be the worst to play for in 2021? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe to Locked On Today, where you're listening to Locked On Cavs right now, probably on a podcast app. And if that's Apple, please leave us a five-star review. All right, Evan, uh, we're going to now do a little in or out on some different topics. I'm going to throw them at you. Mm-hmm. We're just going to we're just gonna lob them up. I want to see your reaction in real time here, and we're going to vibe. You ready? Up, oh, board ready, brother. Let's do this. All right, first one. I alluded to this earlier. I'm going to start with the one that I think is going to be the most tricky of all of these. Victor Oladipo is in the news this week for turning down a two-year extension from the Houston Rockets. He could well, very well be in the move again. He's kind of one of those big fish that you could see the Cavs getting enticed by in some way, in or out on the idea of Victor Oladipo as we understand him right now. As a Cavalier, absolutely out. Um, for another team, sure, why not? I just don't think... Well, Evan, we're a Cavs podcast, so yes. Yes, yes, I mean the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely out on Victor Oladipo for the Cavaliers. He's super redundant just based on what the Cavs kind of need right now. And it just feels like such a, it feels like a less than lateral move to like go star chasing because Victor Oladipo is clearly taking a few steps back due to his quad injury. Um, Maybe uh, the Rockets are a good indicative view of what he'd look like at the Cavs, just going from one bad team to another. And I think Oladipo turning down that extension does make him available, but I think he's more of a, in play for Miami. I just, I really do think he's going to end up being a member of the heat and maybe he has a little bit of a bounce back, but it's sad. I was a big Victor Oladipo when he was fan when he was coming out of college. I really liked actually him for the Cavs to draft him, but um, that quad injury has just kind of sapped him of everything, and he's just kind of ruffled a lot of feathers on his way through the league because he still views himself as a superstar, and the injury really hasn't humbled him. And I think he just, as a Cavalier, that makes no sense. And I hope people aren't floating that idea. How what do you feel? Oh, I agree. I just wanted that's the spiciest one that to. To, that's just the spiciest one I come up with. I come, we're coming that's up with like, these on the fly, and I'm like just a, like, that's like a gentle pepper. 
It's not even that spicy. It's like a little, like, yeah, but it's just like, I think, I think the Cavs will, like, just their nature, their franchise, and maybe it historically has always been, they're going to try to do something a little bit flashy. And mm. I wonder if there's, like, something like that in their DNA that they just try to do. And I don't know if it's Depot or something else, but, like. Oh, I have one, then. All right, you throw me, you throw one at me, let's do it. Former uh, Houston Rockets teammate DeMarcus Cousins was released, I believe, or bought out one or the other by the Rockets off the top of my head. How would you feel about the Cavs signing Cousins, signing Boog- Boogie instead of um, Oladipo, or trading for Oladipo? In uh, or out? I'm very out on that, too, because he's low to the ground. He's three years removed from his peak. He's not close to the kind of guy that's really going to help this team. Um, I think... I'd, like he's not going to be drumming because he's not going to demand that same level of post touches. But this team clearly just functions better when you have a center who's a lop threat and moves and screens. And but I you don't can think play Cousins and Allen together in theory. Can you? Can I'm, you though? Christian Woods is he a four or is he a five? Yeah, but but I, I Demarcus <laughs> Cousins. This is. This is why I'm canceling Evan. This is what's happening. He's wearing a Denver Broncos pullover right now, and I'm going to cancel him. But um, Hey, man, GD Square, no- God bless and go Broncos, as my boy Tim Tebow would always say. Uh, oh, God. Okay, so I just have no interest in, in Boogie. Like, like, it doesn't make That's any it. sense to me. I it just, like, he's low to the ground at this point. He's not Boogie that we understand. Like, yes, the sticker, the sticker value is there. Um, and Chris, so Chris Herring wrote a really good piece about this at SI in the context of Blake and Russ and how they've athletically fallen off not long after like hitting some very high watermarks in their career. Boogie's obviously a little bit different because it was injury, like a devastating, a series of devastating injuries related in, in how that changed him. And he, you know, I don't know if he ever got, was as good as, I don't think he was nearly as good as peak Blake or peak, peak Russ, but I think you have the same issue where it's like, I think he has to be in a very clear role on a certain kind of team to kind of be maximized now. And that's not Cleveland to me. That, that just mm-hmm. isn't Cleveland to me. And I don't think he's the kind of like thing where you're trying to, if he's trying to rebuild it, his career and he wants what he wants and you have Jared Allen. Like, I don't know if that's the kind of thing you want to like bring into the locker room and, and mess with. I don't think, I'm not saying this is in terms of like the locker room cancer stuff of the book. I'm just saying like, is that a, is that a element that you want to bring in there and like try to figure out? I don't, I don't think so. Oh, I don't either. I was just trolling you because I know it's a point you've been uh, messing with a lot or chewing over a little bit because fans, for some reason, do want the Cavs I'm, trying to yeah, just have I, it bogey. This, this is also like I'm probably just going to delete my Twitter sooner rather than later. And you'll have to, I'll be like, Evan, if anyone, you'll you'll get kicked out of the lockdown group DM and we'll just never. No, it'll uh, be like that time you took a Twitter break and I had to like be your secretary and field all questions and calls for people saying they wanted us on the show. I'm like, yeah, Chris isn't on Twitter right now, but I can relay the message for you. That was usually what I said every time. So my favorite, my fa- if anyone ever does try to reach me, just my favorite thing is that my email is in my bio and I actively like don't like Twitter. So just email me. It's not hard. Just email me. Yeah. Like, you get honestly, you get bonus points if you email me instead of trying to DM me. Oh really, Evan? You can text me. You have like my cell phone number. Like, don't even smirk like that. What are you putting? What are you putting on our Discord right now? I know that's Nothing. what you're doing. Nothing. Just check your email when you get a chance. Um, All right. So yeah, no, I'm out on Demarcus Cousins too. I think ideally, if I had to look at the grand scope of the league, let's say Brooklyn doesn't get uh, Andre Drummond if the Cavs buy him out and they don't trade for Javale McGee, Brooklyn makes sense for Boogie. Um, so do the Lakers. The Clippers make, an ex- make a little bit of sense, too. Just basically a contender that already kind of has an established pecking order at the five but could use a little extra depth, especially Brooklyn, just makes more sense for DeMarcus Cousins than it does Cleveland. Yeah, I uh, it would 
Boogie, I hope, can find somewhere he can like win a ring or something like that and still make some good money, but I don't think it's... Didn't he technically get one at the Lakers last year, or no? I don't know. I but like I was like it feels right more right to me when like a guy's there and like wins it opposed to like being on the team. Like didn't yeah. Verjo technically get one for sixteen? Yeah, he got one and he accepted it way after the fact. Yeah, this is so. one of those things that I think is kind of weird. All right, Evan, That's, but we're gonna yeah. take yeah we're gonna take another break here, um, and I believe you have another sponsor to tell us about. Yeah, and if you want to speculate on DeMarcus Cousins' future, you should check out our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best ways to play it's the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Again, get 50% off, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On, and that's at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts and the exclusive betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, great name, Jalen Suggs. How do you? How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Prospects, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft, probably the same place you find Locked On Cavs. All right, Chris Manning, Evan Demerol back here. Evan, let's do two more of these. Number one, Colin Sexton related. So, last five, last four games in during this winning streak. Colin Sexton is taking 8.3 free throws per game. Um, that is six per game at home and 10.5 on the road for for whatever that is worth. For the year, he is taking. Let's see here. He is taking 5.9 per game, and for his career, he's averaging 3.9. He's taking 1.8 more per game this year. Buy or selling that, even though we still think there's maybe another level or that he's hit another level these last couple games in terms of the amount of fouls he's drawing, that this is a real part of Sexton's growth. I'm in on that. I think it's just something that you notice he needs to be doing and something he was starting to do towards the end of last season. He started building momentum upon it. Like something it's been kind of we, you and I both have been noticing for a little while now is just something he's been building momentum on in terms of his career and growth is the fact that he's using his aggressiveness and his just kind of balls to the wall style of play to draw contact and get to the free throw line. And I think a little bit is getting the respect of the referees to do that. But I think last night's game against Houston was a good example of Saxon just being continuously aggressive. He got to the line 15 times. I don't think he'll be able to do that on a night to night basis. He's not James Harden or Trey young in terms of a foul hunter, which is refreshing, but Saxon's also just an aggressive player and a three level scorer. And he's really elite at most floor assets of the game and i'm just interested to see if this is sustainable but yeah i could see those numbers balancing out a little bit i think the road numbers might dip a little bit and the home numbers might go up and you might see a little happy medium there but i think yeah i think colin becoming a reliable free throw getter that's the term i'm looking for here is definitely something i could see happening is like the next phase in an offensive game and then then he worked on the playmaking a little bit more, which it's clear Sexton is a playmaker, but this has been a very pleasant development for Colin thus far. Yeah, I think it's right. I think I'm all in on this. I think this is one we were this is another thing that could help him into a next level. I I think he's very clearly like a positive offensive player in the league. And there's some there a lot of eyes that he's a piece, and I think there's just kind of no denying that. Even though there's gonna be ebbs and flows and everything, I think he is a very, very, very 
real NBA piece, and that is not a hot mm-hmm. take or anything nutty. That's just I think we're, it's very clearly in that regard. All right, Evan, last one. So big NBA news um, on Tuesday, on Monday, excuse me, that Lloyd Pierce was out in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Pierce fired uh, after the Hawks hit the hit the hit the gas, hit the express lane to try to contend this year. Spent a bunch of money in the offseason. In or out, not on the Cavs, you know, being a Lloyd Pierce team down the road because I think that is that that is not what I'm trying to go for here. What I'm saying is, is there something that the Cavs can learn from how that worked out for Atlanta, and how that sort of worked out, and you know. The Cavs are in a situation where I think they would like to be more competitive next year. Is there something the Cavs can learn, good or bad, from what Atlanta's doing here? Do you buy or sell that? Um, I do buy that a little bit. I think the added pressure from ownership and Trey Young's ascension into a young star kind of made a bit of an awkward situation for the Hawks. I think Lloyd Pierce was a dead man walking the season if the Hawks didn't you, perform. I, I'm well. going to give you credit. You called we 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 on the Ben Axelrod show. I think we talked about this, and you're pretty you're pretty clear I about the fact. I was pretty saying like yeah. it was going to be Lloyd Pierce. I think Ryan Saunders. I thought had a little bit more of a chance just because of nepotism in Minnesota. But no, I knew Lloyd Pierce. I had a good feeling Lloyd Pierce was going to be out just because before Luke Walton at least, just because of the pressure that Atlanta's ownership was putting on this team to make the playoffs and the moves they made with Bogdanovich and Gallinari and I mean they got they traded for Capella the year before and they drafted I mean Nkongwu is a bit of a long-term play but he's still a, a, he provides depth like the Hawks were primed to be a playoff team and I think adding Nick McMillan to their coaching staff was kind of a quiet indicator saying like okay well if this doesn't go well we have a guy who is a steady presence who can presume who produces consistent result, results in Indiana in his time with Portland and McMillan and he's the interim coach for now and I wouldn't be surprised if McMillan gets the permanent tag there either but I think that's something the Cavs definitely do need to learn with this rebuild is you got to be patient like yeah Colin Sexton is putting up really good offensive numbers right now and he's been a key difference maker for this Cavs team but um you don't want to rush it too quickly here because it could just blow up your face and then the Cavs are stuck with a bunch of bloated contracts and veteran players that just don't really fit like you thought they would and um I don't know. Atlanta's an intriguing team. They could really go all in next year. I'm still like kind of quietly hoping that the Cavs do a sign and trade with Kevin Love being the central piece to Atlanta for John Collins somehow. And the Cavs don't have to give up any more draft capital in order to get another young player for their rebuild. But um, yeah, no, I think that's the biggest thing the Cavs can learn from this. But I'm out on the idea of the Cavs rushing this rebuild by trying to use cap. I mean, they don't have a ton of cap space. They have to extend Ken- Sexton and Allen this offseason. But other than that, well, you no, really I can't rush this the, process. The Sexton extension would kick in a Not little next season, but it'll be the following season. So it wouldn't be the 2021-22 season. It'd be the 2022-23 season when the Sexton extension kicks in. Yeah, Allen's so extension would kick, kick in right in, away. Yeah, kick in right away. And then the Garland, like the Garland and and theoretical news for Garland and Winler would be the same way. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say I, I'm all in on learning the Cavs, keeping an eye on this, because I do think the Cavs, again, can be a team that historically have like put the gas too early. And I don't know if that's going to be the case now. I think we don't know enough about certain leadership as people in the organization to sort of understand that, whether that's Kobe, whether that's like, you know, what, what Dan's involvement is now. And, and if, if Grant has like a different view on things, like I think there are fair things that we just don't understand about the stru- decision-making structure of the Cavs that we might have um, a couple of years ago. I think things are just a little bit different now, at least in like, in just terms of our knowledge, I don't know if that's like the, the outlook is different, but I think if you see the Cavs in the summer do anything that is aggressive in making win now moves that are like that are, it's maybe not paying a bunch for Gallo and Rondo and 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 Bogdanovich 
and whatever. But I think if you see the team do stuff that is very clearly aggressive and spending in a way, whether it's via trades or whatever, like that will tell you something. And then I think then it's like, okay, like this, like what, what is, who, who becomes like the sacrificial lamb if this doesn't work? And that's ultimately, unfortunately for, for JB, that would be JB more than before it would be anybody else. That's just sort of how that works. Um, You're muted. I think that'd be JB and Kobe if that was the case. But because... I'm saying, but yeah, but it, but I think in terms of like who gets to make that decision, JB on JB has a little bit less organizational power than than Kobe does, and I think oh, like that's sure. that's like there's a reason like Travis Schlenk also didn't get fired yesterday. No, absolutely, and I think Travis Schlenk is on a bit of thin ice as well. I don't think if the Hawks make the playoffs, I think he might be looking for a new job and might be rejoining the Warriors front office this upcoming off season, but I think we're on the same page here. But before we wrap this up, Chris, um, Dave Zavak tweeted this out about, and you and I both know this, like Jetty Osmond is available if somebody were to trade for him for the Cavs. But he said, if, in Zavak's words, he said, I think it's silly to trade one of the only guys that shoots. Are you in or out on the Cavs trading, trading Jetty right now just because of the deficiency of three-point shots across the roster? Because let's be frank, the Cavs don't have shooters. Uh, I think that's too short-term of a view. To view this through, I I agree with you. And I I think I think the Cavs will be okay if they traded Jetty because those shots that he takes would be distributed to the rest of the players on Cleveland's roster. Like it would mean Garland had to take more shots. It means Windward had to take more shots. In theory, Sexton would as well, but Sexton's has upticked his increases from when you're gonna attempts. get and you're gonna get Nance and Love back, and that's gonna eat into yep. the Jetty shot. I think I think if if. If your outlook on the team in some way resides on Jetty Osmond and his ability to take threes and willingness to take threes, then you have a bigger problem than having Jetty Osmond on your team. If that's if that's no, your analysis I of agree. the Cavs, and you, then there's a bigger problem afoot there. No, I absolutely agree. He shouldn't like. I think Jetty is better than a lot of people do. I think I still think there's like a really useful NBA player in there. But uh, if he's like, if that's like, you're so worried about his impact on the rest of the team. I think we're 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 watching a diff- we're watching something different there. I love Dave, but that's that's wild. No, I absolutely agree. And Jetty's just kind of too inconsistent for me to really like put a pin on saying, okay, this is an untouchable asset. Like he's a little too erratic for me, and we have a large enough sample size for Jetty at this point that lets me say that okay, if he if an offer came along, I don't think it'd be remiss of Cleveland not to consider it. Yeah, I think that's pretty right all right evan uh any final things you want to say before we get out of here uh no we obviously were dropping this around after lunchtime on tuesday we took it was a late game no more late night cast for a little bit towards until the end of march when they're back on the west coast but um no we have a fun episode with mark schindler coming up for for thursday we were on his show the indie cornrows podcast for our fellow sb nation brothers in arms but um that was a good time and yeah no just leave a five-star review we'll give you a quick shout out i I check them every so often i'm gonna do some more often if we start getting it more often but um yeah no that's pretty much it chris how about you no nothing nothing else man everyone just be well Take care mm-hmm. of yourselves. Do the the smart thing, and uh, you know, just get do what you need to do to make yourself happy on a daily basis. That's more important than anything else. Absolutely, that's all you can do, and it's all you can ask for. And the Cavs are winning right now, so that makes all of us happy. So until next time, go Cavs. Cool. I'll, uh- this is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. 
Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.